With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. That was a rather exciting day's cricket. We've had four terrific days at the Oval and we've got a very special day ahead, I think, as all three, four results are possible at the Oval. Joining me to talk about all things day four and looking ahead to tomorrow, we've got Alan Beaker, Mark Hilton and Nakul Pandey. Let's start with, who should we start with? Should we start with an Indian fan? Session two was good, Alan, wasn't it? It was a great session. I mean, it, it's remarkable what Shardul's been able to do, considering he averages 16 in first-class cricket. The guy has done now, he's played four tests, and he's got three half-centuries, which makes no sense considering what he's done previously. But he walked into the Gabba, I think first inning, 186 for six, scored 67 runs there. We saw what he did in the first inning here, you know, a slap bang, you know, just hit a few balls up in the air, 57 runs, very crucial. And then again today, a 60, and this was actually a fairly decent inning I thought he wasn't just trying to hit every ball to cow corner he was he was you know trying to play it some of those shots I mean I know his initials are ST it looked a little like SRT you know some of those straight drives I mean on the up he's hitting it down the ground it's amazing what he's that's, been able to that, do. that's, that's big praise that is big praise big praise for two shots <laughs> let's <laughs> the great man's name besmirched but uh, Charles done very uh, amazingly well um, let's go to the England fan amongst his uh, Mark sessions one and three were quite good Really? Yeah, I thought he would come out this morning with some intent and um, the ball was still relatively new this morning and uh, Walsh bowled particularly well. Um, Moe and Ali got uh, Coley with a good one. And you felt at lunchtime the game the game was there to be the game was there to be well still in the balance at lunchtime. It could have got could have got pants out or you know, they were all round and out, so it would have been, you know, game on, but they didn't. But yeah, they, they did well in the first session because we were talking last night about it's going to be a hot day and it's going to be toil and so forth. 
actually the ball well and we got the wickets and then the last session um, yeah hats off to Burns and Hamid we've given the England openers a lot of criticism and quite rightly so over the last 12 months or so uh, but both of them played well tonight yes the pitch was good um, but they still had to go out there and do a job against a good Indian attack and the, the nice thing about it was that <clears throat> they didn't just try and look to just stay there Hamid in particular looked to try and score runs around the wicket and that's the really important because that's what ha- that was the problem when Sibley was in with Burns he weren't you know they just weren't they were, they were staying there but not scoring but they looked to have a partnership where they tried to rotate the strike Hamid has got shots all around the wicket uh, when he gets in and it was a good session for England as you, and as you say that, that session although I still feel India are favourites has certainly given England a sniff um, you know you're looking at 300 in a day, so 100 in a session, 90 overs and a good wicket. We've no well, answer. I put on our WhatsApp group, Mark, um, 87 for no loss at close. 77 is not bad in comparison. You told me I was brave at the time. Yeah, you got that one right, I have to admit. I was, I was, every time that score was going up, I was thinking, I've got to come on here later on. It would have been 87, that'd have been it. But no, you got that one right, James. I was uh, like a pessimistic, but um, I don't think India bowled particularly well in that session, it has to be said. And it took, took a while for Jadeja to settle down. Once he did settle down, he did find a bit of a rhythm to the left hander in particular. So, so we'll see tomorrow. I feel think Jadeja will be the key, but I don't think India seem as bold as well as it happened in the rest of the series. Well, we've done India, we've done England. Let's move on to our neutral badger in the bottom left-hand corner of my screen. Knuckle sessions one, two, and three were pretty good today, weren't they? Yeah, and all completely different. I think England pretty much won the first session on points. Um, you know, they could have been looking at, I mean, they're coming in 270 for three, a set for Art Kohli, Jadeja going with potential to add, but Jadeja never really got away. Uh, Rahane looked completely shot of confidence in this innings. I think he's batted okay at times in this, in this series or certainly in the last couple of games, but he looked completely shot of confidence and could have been out at least twice before he actually got out. And the game is just about in the balance. So then I, I really did think that, that Tarker in particular and Pond not the stuffing out of England in the, in the second session. There were just things starting to fall apart. You know, the, the non-run out of Risha Pond was one of those that can become a bit of a symbol if a team does yeah. fall apart. And Moen picks the ball up and it doesn't get a call or whatever. By the time the ball just misses the stumps, Punt has only just turned round. Uh, and then Hasiba Mead fails to pick the ball up four times and still Punt is able to make his way back into the crease. I mean, that, that was my take on it, Knuckles. It, it, Moen needed a big shout of, hold the ball or... or time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he obviously didn't get that, did he? Because he just hurled it. I mean, you do. You would. You think you've seen, oh, there's a run-out chance, pick up and throw. And it wasn't an awful throw. You know, if it hits the stumps, everyone's saying, what a hero. But he's just a little bit of hold and Hamid coming in, uh, probably, I don't know, Bairstow could have got there. But, I mean, that, that's... You know, India were well set by that point anyway. Um, there shouldn't be. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Uh, there, and uh, Shadow Tucker played some beautiful shots. The the a couple of on the up through the on the onside of the of the back foot, beautiful, uh, beautiful shots. And and then some some good tail end hitting from Umesh Yadav and the rapidly improving with the bat just breathed. Boomer looked as though England were um, a bit discombobulated um, and could easily have taken that into the into their batting innings. And then I think the pitch has flattened out. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, about the, I think there's no doubt that the pitch has, has flattened out. It's not doing that much off the scene. There's been very little swing, and it was really only once Mohammed Siraj came on and started angling the ball into the pads, and the odd one was keeping low just a little bit, which was troubling Hasib Hamid. He does get caught in the crease a little bit. I thought that LBW shout was out in real time. Um, it did. It was higher than I thought it was. So credit to the umpire there. Credit to Alex Wolf. He got that one absolutely right. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good decision in real time. So it was a credit to him there. But I, I liked the fact that they both had scoring options. I mean, Burns was very good off the back foot. 
Um, he did get stuck against Jadeja, and I was surprised at how much he was willing to face Jadeja rather than facing him. Because even when Jadeja, Jadeja got a couple to turn out the rough to the to the when he went over the wicket, but really nothing was happening off the middle of the pitch. And Burns put, put does that sweep away, Rory. Put that sweep away. He doesn't play it well. He really doesn't play it well. He looks so awkward playing the sweep shot. He goes down in stages. There's none of that extension of the hands that you see from good players of the sweep shot, like Root. Um, and I know Root's a special case, but there are others who play the shot better. He just he looks really awkward. It looks like there's so many potential modes of dismissal there. Surya Kumar Yadav was a subfield and nearly created a couple of pieces of magic in the under the lid. That, that, that bit of filling at short leg when he picked up the ball above his head to the right and then threw down the stumps in one motion or threw out the stumps in one motion was pretty. That was that was fantastic. It's seriously, seriously good. I mean, Hamid was back just, but it's yeah. a fantastic bit of work. And you'll give up two runs for the chance to make something like that happen. And then the one where he dived forward from silly point, which just uh, Hamid managed to get to ground, um, but it did hit that and and toe. I think there's enough happening there for Jadeja that it's not going to be easy. Similar for David Milan and, and Moen Ali when they come to the uh, to the middle. And the the ball is just starting to keep low a little bit from the from the pavilion end with Siraj. I think Bumrah could be dangerous from that end as well. And if the ball does start reverse swinging as it might later, Umesh Yadav could, could come into play as well. Um, interested to see how much bowling actually Tarkur gets in the uh, in the fourth innings because as well as he has batted, he was uh, the weak link with the ball. Um, he, was a bit, he was a bit insipid, wasn't he, in the first yeah. innings? Uh, Alans, how long will it be before Jasper Bummer is batting above um, Rahani in the middle order there? Well, that's a little sad for Rahani. I mean, the guy has really been great in overseas conditions, especially. I think he's certainly going through a bad patch of form right now. I think I was looking at the figures and it was 11 tests, 372 runs in this year. And he's had a couple of good knocks in there. There was one in Chennai, I think, and obviously one in this, uh, what is it, the second test. You know, he sort of saved the test, but he has been looking out of form and, you know, there might be a, maybe there's a decision to be made to see. I was going to ask you, I mean, you've got one test match after this. Do you just bite the bullet and play Rahani in that fifth test match? keeping in, in that shirt and hope that in the meantime, before you play again, he's, he's recovered some kind of gravitas and some kind of form or would you just bite the bullet and bring in somebody that you think might do something better because nobody's been playing have they I mean it's alright talking about Surya Kumar Yadav and the go but they've only been netting so to me I mean obviously I'm not in the nets I'm sure Shastri and company although Shastri is now in, in sitting in the room quarantining yeah. so I don't know how much net play he's seeing but there's a few few other folks to look at I mean you know so I think Vihari becomes number one option then comes in Mayank but really the couple of other dominoes that you got to think about is what happens to Pujara that ankle sprain that did not look great in real time no I, I, I was commentating on that yesterday and I, I actually broke my ankle falling off a curb and it wasn't anything sinister honestly it was I was playing football and not watching um not watching what was going on and my ankle broke and it swelled up like a grapefruit and I feared for for, for Cheteshwa that he'd done the same thing he obviously hasn't got a break there I don't think but you don't know what ligament damage he's done he's obviously he's obviously in pain today otherwise he'd be feeling mm. so you do I mean it's not that big a gap is it between the fourth and fifth test match so you fear for him at Old Trafford it really isn't and also Rohit didn't come out either now no. we didn't really see much of an indication of what happened to Rohit but apparently I mean, I a, 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 a cynic would suggest Alan that the two slowest fielders are not out there for India <laughs> um, Rohit is a regular slip fielder though he's a very good play pair of hands but Jar is their regular short leg that was knuckle that was what he calls stirring that wasn't a serious comment <laughs> it will be an issue look they, if they, they may come out and field tomorrow we don't know the, the, the statement from the BCCI said will not come out to field and it didn't give a time frame um, on it so um, it will be I mean Pujara look 
imperious yesterday, didn't he? I wonder, I wonder, also that Jadeja still batting at five. I said yesterday that I didn't think Jadeja would bat at, sorry, or, uh, I, sorry, I said after day three or two, rather, but I didn't think Jadeja would bat at, at five in the second innings. He did. Uh, it didn't really work. And he looks a little over-promoted. I mean, can they find a way of dropping a move Rahane out and Ashwin in? Does that work at all with the balance of the side? I don't know. So I think all of us are in agreement that Ashwin should play. I think Mark's on that boat. I think I'm on that boat. You're on the boat. The key thing is, is Kohli and Shastri on that boat. Ashwin should what? come in, but then do you then move KL Rahul down and move Mayank Agarwal to opener? I mean, there's a few things that you got to figure out, but I think if Rohit and Pujara, even one of them are going to be out, I doubt that Rahane is then left out of the team. If either one of them is out, Rahane plays. Anand, I, I, I know you're not in the dressing room, but is there history between Vera and an Ashwin because it just seems that he picks his fr- and picks his mates it makes it sound too pally but he's very loyal to people Virat Kohli and he's obviously not quite got that loyalty to Ashwin so to me I think that's a little overmade because if you look at the World Test Championship two spinners did play I think the point that came out of that was based on what we need we might need four pacers if you're getting four pacers and who is the spinner now what's happened in recent times is Jadeja which is batting has kind of eclipsed Ashwin in that and now they're saying well on green pitches Jadeja can do as well as Ashwin can but that's not true. I think Ashwin's just a much better bowler than Jadeja. Jadeja's really good. That does not shade at Jadeja, but Ashwin's just a better bowler than Jadeja. I think the, the competition right now in the squad is that Jadeja's in. What happens with that fourth seamer? Right now, Thakur's got that spot. And do you take Thakur out or do you take Siraj out? I mean, they got they got a few different questions to answer here. Well, and also, you'd assume that well, hope certainly if you're India that one, if not both, of Ashant Sharma and Mohammed Shami are fit for the next Test match. You've got a, percent, a potential decision there on three really quality bowlers in Ashwin, Ishant, and and Shami. Uh, I think unless it looks absolutely apocalyptic on the first morning at Old Trafford, you would expect. I think they'll play both Ashwin and Jadeja at Old Trafford. Admittedly, I've been saying that for three Test matches. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Alan, you can see the question on the screen there. Has Rahani played his last test match? So I don't think so. Uh, I, I think that he'll still get a few more chances because nobody else has kind of stood up and taken that role away. Let's say Vihari takes over and if Vihari does a good job. Maybe there's a chance of that. I think competition is tight, but for the test match, you know, batting places, they might still be a way for him to get in. I think Rahani is quality. We've seen him do this on a number of tours. He's got centuries in Australia. He's got centuries in England and he's done very well in South Africa as well. So when you think about the three, four different challenging uh, 
you know, batting conditions from an Indian perspective, he's done very well there. So I think he might be rested if we have everybody else fit. There might be a chance that somebody else comes in. I think Vihari or Mayank might be the next couple of options. Mark, apart from the Coley wicket, so Cheryl, Moinelli um, just did not have any control. He gave 100 runs at uh, over four runs per over. And there was a time, I think, at one stage where he, he should have, I mean, day four of a test match at the Oval, and Moinelli is kind of like trooping around the outfield rather than bowling, kind of shows where England were in the thought process with him. I mean, I know there wasn't a huge amount of turn, but you just can't get the, the control with Moin, can you? Yeah, but we said last night, you can't be too critical of Moin. He's been playing a lot of white ball cricket England called him back into the into the team on a not a win but on an even Stokes went out and Mo is Mo he's never you know he's never going to bowl you 30 overs for 60 runs and he's an attacking bowler he's not going to give you that sense of control that you need from a frontline spinner so to speak he never has done he's, he's kind of um, you know his run rate in terms of you know his kind of run rate is quite high he's, he's, he takes wickets but he takes them quite quite expensively 37 um, he goes at over three and a half and over generally you're never going to get that control for him I mean England to a certain degree have made their own bed to a large element haven't because they haven't really trusted their specialist spinners they've only played Leach when they really had to play him um, you know Stokes went out side they were looking for balance they were petrified in terms of the batting so they brought Mo back and what you get with Mo is what you get to ask him suddenly to become this metronomic bowler overnight it ain't going to happen you know it's not the first time he's gone four and over question on the screen there do England have the cojones to go for a win tomorrow I mean, both England have been sometimes accused of being a little bit reserved, um, not putting it all on the line and going for the victory. With the fact that there is potential rain at Old Trafford and there's no guarantee of a positive result either way in Manchester, there seems to be a lot of um, emphasis placed on tomorrow now in terms of this series. This is where, if you're going to gamble, this is where you gamble, isn't it? This is where you go for it. Well, firstly, you can't, you can't play the match on a forecast in Manchester. You have to play, have to play what you see on the day. It's always forecast of rain there, isn't it? Well, not always. We've got lots of results in Manchester. England love playing there. Don't forget that. They've got a great record there. But I think in terms of England going for the win tomorrow, I think, not to be too predictable, but they just need to take it session by session. If you look at it, if you break it down, they need 100 runs a session in 90, in basically what's going to be 30 overs a session. They've just got to take it session by session and see where they go. I think, as Knackle said, a couple of balls tonight kept low. Jadeja was finding him his finding his river, his pace and so forth. So it's going to be difficult. And remember, it's not white ball cricket. As soon as, as soon as England get ahead of the ray, they can start, you know, bowling, you know, bowling wide off stone. You can come over, you know, Jadeja can go over the wicket and bowl into whatever. They can bowl very negatively and just dry the runs up. So it's not as easy as saying just go for it. You know, if England lose two or three wickets or Rue gets out, then they've got a very fragile middle order. So it's still, I think, it's still a very, very big aspiring one to win. But the fact that uh, India has not, have not got Ashwin in the side could come back to really harm them in this test match uh, because he is all around their best bowler in all conditions. He is basically their best bowler and he hasn't played for four test matches, which I find astonishing. You get your best bowler in the side whenever you can. Knuckle, do England go for it tomorrow if there is a kind of 50-50 gamble do they play safe and go for the draw with one test match to come or or do they chance their arm 
I mean, what's the scenario of a 50-50 gamble? Because we're a long way off that with two, with 291 needed in 90 well, overs. But say, say we've got, I don't know, 30 overs left and England need 135 with five wickets left. Do they chance their arm in that sort of situation? Not a 50-50. <laughs> that's definitely in, uh, that's very much in, in, in India's favour at that point. With Joe Root flying at 80 not out. If they are, if they need 100 in the last session with seven wickets in hand, then sure, they, they start, they start. Well, that's not even chancing your arm. That's just playing normal cricket, no, isn't it? It's actually playing normal cricket session by session to see where you are. In the last uh, this is the, you would expect that that if a batter stays in for a while, they'll score quicker naturally. India will get more tired uh, as they as they go through. As the longer it goes on, they will also, as Mark said, you know, they'll be able to set more defensive fields. That actually might open up more scoring opportunities, and it also relieves that sense of of pressure. If a few wickets fall tomorrow, early doors, particularly if one of them is root, then suddenly it'll feel like there are fifteen fielders on the pitch, and everyone and they're all shouting at you all at the same time. And um, we we know what it's like in these in these scenarios. You know that last over that last day at Lords, they were suffocating uh, completely. These conditions are very different. The ball isn't doing anywhere near as, as much. But, you know, watch a wicket fall and suddenly the ball will start moving, which is just kind of what happens. England- well, we saw that today with Collie, didn't we? Because um, Collie lost a couple of partners and all of a sudden he went within his shell and it looks a totally different batting game. He'd been cracking balls through the covers for four before that. Yeah, again, Ollie Robinson did a really good job at that point, and Chris Wokes, who I think has been England's player of the match uh, thus far, um, possibly the player of the match alongside Charles Tarkor. England just England are just looking at batting for the first day and a half tomorrow. Sorry, first session and a half tomorrow. Just bat and see what happens. Uh, there's nothing else they can do at this point. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. My faith in Winvis on the screen has kind of gone through the floor a little bit because every time it clicks back every half an hour is massively different. I mean, if it's supposed to be some kind of scientific method, it varies so often. So I've, I've basically brought in Badgerviz. And Badgerviz tonight, Anand, it has um, the draw at 50%, England at 30%, India at 20%. Would you agree with that? I would actually put India a little higher. England need to get 290 runs in one day. Uh, so there could be scoreboard pressure. Certainly the wicket is flat, but let's see what Jadeja can do Let's see what Siraj can do, what Bumrah can do. So I think I would put India slightly higher. But here's the beauty of this test match series, right? It looks like you're looking at two teams that are so equal in some respects that I think all three results are possible. You could get a draw. You could get an English win or you could get a tie. The tie, Anand. It could be a tie. Or a tie, the fourth one. There you go. Uh, I I think India would be slightly higher. I would probably put India at 30 to 35%. uh, And then, you know, put in the England, uh, put in the draw and then English, but uh, then an English win. But I still think all three results are possible. And we're just, it's just fascinating what's going to happen tomorrow. Is it going to get cloudy? Are we going to get some seam movement, some swing movement? It should be amazing. Uh, Anand, can, can you imagine the drama? There's four required off the final ball and Jimmy hits it through the covers and he gets run out going for the winning run and it's a tied match and, and Jimmy falls in a heap and everybody's just drained of it's just been that kind of test match it's been that kind of test series and it? it's been brilliant it's been absolutely brilliant and what could make that better is Bumla bowls a no ball before that yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy requires four runs in the last one to win one to win James Anderson reverses the ball on reverse sweeps the ball onto his own off stump <laughs> yeah and he'd, and he'd get decidedly grumpy after that wouldn't he I think he's, he would be uh, through the floor there 
Um, Mark, in, in terms of um, the way India tackle this tomorrow, 10 wickets isn't going to be the, the easiest of thing on that surface. We've only seen 10 wickets taken on day one and it seems to have flattened out gradually as we've gone through the rest of this test match. It is going to be a case of patience, patience, patience. It might be 90 minutes without a wicket. Then you might just go bang, bang and then injure her back in the in the frame again. Virat Kohli's so hard on his sleeve, isn't he? He's up for everything. Any half a chance, he's up there in the, you know, punching the air. Come on, come on, boys. But he does have a tendency when things go against him to kind of get a little bit more subdued and a bit grumpy. He needs to be showing positive intent, I think, to his, this team tomorrow. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's patience. I mean, you know, no wickets fell tonight. It was interesting tonight, actually. At the end of the day, he started sending some funky fields to me, didn't he? He had two short mid wickets and one slip. And, you know, you could see even after just 25 overs, he was getting frustrated. And rather than just playing conventional cricket, he went to the kind of funky field scenario which... and, the, and the ball was going through the circle every every five seconds because they were they were, they'd chosen the wrong one hadn't they and they, they yeah, basically wanted to replace it getting, you could see he was, you know he wasn't he wasn't happy at the end of the day's play but he is tomorrow is very much for him it's about patience they're going to have Jadeja is going to play a major part if they win the game it's going to be hot again you know England can lose wickets in clumps we've seen that before if one of if they get one of the overs out early they'll go a bit defensive then root you know they can lose wickets in clumps so you just got to be patient now, if, even if England are only two down at lunch, I wouldn't be going too, too, too disheartened because, you know, it only takes eight balls from lunch to the end of play. Well, this is it. I mean, India need 10 wicket-taking deliveries tomorrow, don't they? They need 10 wicket-taking deliveries. He needs to play conventional cricket. don't want to get too funky with his fields. I will say the one thing on that, the, the pitch is slow enough that I understand why he didn't have a full slip cordon and had catches in front of the wicket and so <laughs> forth. I mean, Hasim Amidi actually picked the, uh, threaded the ball through the leg side a couple of times very nicely, but there were, all, but, you know, the odd, it, it just bounces a little bit more or, or something like that you know the legs that could be in play the short mid wickets could be in play I don't think much is carrying to first slip tomorrow I really don't it wasn't oh, good there's been three today I think fell short of Rory Burns didn't they yeah they yeah. did um, and you know Coley playing with soft ish hands but still it, you know Coley's a little jabby at the best of, at most times and I don't think much is going to I think if anything the ball's going to keep low tomorrow rather than uh, rather than bouncing a bit more I understand why those fielders were in and also it allowed Siraj then to bowl particularly very straight it reminded me a lot of what India did to Smith and Labashane. I heard you know, they were talking about taking the offside out as a scoring option. Um, uh, and it was very difficult for Hasee for me to play through the offside from from that angle, and it means that you can you can set a field for for that. But it means you're bowling straight, which means if there is a little bit of up and down movement, uh, you're you know you hit the stumps, and we had that very close LBW shout. So I don't think that was him getting frustrated. I think it was him trying something that had a decent chance of working. Um, I, and it, it is completely about patience. And India have to think with their attack, you know, even without Ashwin, you know, but there's no there's no you know they don't have Ashwin. There's no point thinking about that tomorrow and I, I would imagine they're not they don't have Ishan they don't have Mohammed Shami but they have some very good bowlers who have shown that they can they can take wickets in these in these conditions I think a lot will depend actually on Chadha Thakur tomorrow if he can just keep the pressure on and not go for too many at one end if he suddenly becomes a non-factor because he's going at three and a half and over Jadeja's got a ball more overs Bumrah's got a ball more overs Siraj uh, Umesh they've all got a ball more overs as did happen in the first innings for a while uh, when Pope and Bairstow were going very well uh, together. So that's going to be very important as as well. Um, obviously, Joe Root is a, is a huge is a huge wicket, as he, as he always is. I think that there is, India have to think that, they've, that there's enough and that they can bowl enough good deliveries in the right area to put pressure on England and take these wickets. Certainly after the lead they got, 
I know coming from a slightly strange position because this test match has got back and forth all over the place. From through that lead, they'll be gutted if they don't win this test match. And if they don't win this series, they'll be gutted because they'll, you know, this is, you know, without Broad and without Stokes and all of that, this India team should be beating this England team and they should think they uh, should be beating this England team. In, in, India will, I don't think, be will be thinking about anything other than winning this test match. Neil's been on um, our fan badger. Um, he's in Spain at the moment. So, uh, Neil, have a good holiday. Um, he's got a mischievous question there will England miss Joss Butler's intent tomorrow but uh, if you're watching Joss congratulations on the birth of your second child um, very good news that there's another Butler in the world um, and making the planet a better place but on the basis of premise of that question about um, attacking intent in the middle order and what have you um, another question um, if Hamid and Burns um, don't get out until the second session would you promote Bairstow to number three I mean Mark in, in terms of England's lineup, would you want to get too funky would you want to try and send up the hitters and um, if required or would it, do you want to just keep it to the, the batting order and see where that takes you go back normally go back normally in each session yeah I mean, they don't. They're not chasing 400. I mean, chasing 300 in 90 overs, and it's a it's a mindset, isn't it? It's a hundred a session. You back normally. See where you get to the last session. As Knuckles says, India to me is still favourites. India will be going in there with the mindset that they can win the match. They only need 10 deliveries, 10 good balls. If England gets to the last session with seven wickets left and they need, I don't know, 130 or something like that in 30 overs or whatever we've got left, then they might start thinking that they can win the game. But um, I wouldn't even start even thinking about winning the game until tea time. You just got back normally because England, as Knuckles says, you know, to a large degree, they haven't been second best in this series. India had a poor test match at, um, at Headingley. That's certainly true. But actually, they, they probably would have won at Trembridge, I think. And they, they outplayed England at, um, at Lords. So overall, they have been the better side. England, to get out of this 1-1 and go into Old Trafford, where historically... They have a very good record. They have a very good record at Old Trafford. Um, they'd be quite happy to go there and they'll back themselves to win at Old Trafford um, because of that record. So I would not I would not do anything untowards in the first two sessions. I'd just wait till tea time, see where you are. And on that, it's not as though Dallas Milan is slow. I mean, he's looked the most fluent of England's batters just into the eye behind Joe Root in this series. He's looked really good uh, and he's got a good cover drive. He's a good player of the short ball. Um, it's not as though you've got Chris Tavare coming out at number three. Uh, and Pope at five as well. He's not That's a slouch either, is he? And Bairstow and Moeen Ali yeah. and Craig Overton and Ollie Robinson. But this is the issue though, isn't it? Because England have got a lot of shot makers. So if Indy do get a couple of wickets early on and then those shot makers come in, you always feel you're in the game with them a little bit. Um, so you could easily go from 100 for two to 150 for six like that. Even India scored 466. They lost two wickets in and over twice. Precisely. Um, you know, it's the hardest time, you know, it's a massive cliche. Uh, I think even more so when this pitch is, with, with this pitch being a little bit flatter, those first 20 balls are vital. It's not like some of the other tests we've seen this summer, the ball's doing something at every time and, you know, you're, you actually might have to be a bit more um, aggressive in that sense because there's one with your name on it, so to speak. The, the vulnerable time is early in the innings for, for everyone. For example, like, they'll crowd Joe Root and you'll have a lot of catching me wickets and catching covers and so forth when he comes in and, you know, as many fielders as you like between gully and, and backward point. I wouldn't be surprised if they bowl very straight at Joe Root to try and take that out of the attack again, as they as they did with Burns to uh, Hamid rather today. Um, Joe, Joe Root's wicket's almost worth two or three, isn't it? Because just for the dressing room, the England dressing room, if he falls, it's a major kind of kick in the teeth uh, or kicking their chances, really. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. 
Anand, um, from, a, from an English perspective, I'm always thinking that England's in a chase are actually better if they're up against a, um, a time constraint or an over, you know, they need to kind of go at a certain rate because of the fact that we've talked about the positive intent in that middle order. I think they play better if they're in one day mode almost uh, on, a, on a day five surface. I always worry about England when they're just trying to bat out time and they're trying to bat out for the draw. So do, do you see that from the Indian sort of side of things that maybe, uh, you know, taking a few wickets if England do go into, uh, yeah, the, the, the English victory comes off the table, that's actually India's best opportunity because India England aren't very good at actually just batting out for a draw. You could technically make the argument for most teams right now. Defensive techniques are not the same as they used to be. I think most people <laughs> are more happier attacking rather than defending. So I think that's that's probably granted for every team out there. I know India escaped out of Sydney with uh, with a draw and that was a masterclass in defensive batting, but that doesn't happen as much, right? A uh, couple of points though. Bowling straight at the stumps might be funky in England. It's not funky in India. This is fairly normal to bowl straight at the stumps, especially in the third and fourth innings. That's sort of what Indian bowlers do in India. So I expect that to be just fairly normal bowling. So that certainly might be a strategy that they might pursue. Also, Root, like you mentioned, you're so on top of Root is worth two or three innings because it looks like he's got the soul from Steve Smith or something like that. He looks like he can't get out. I mean, certainly we got him, uh, you know, this first inning, but Root has looked magnificent. So he's going to be the key man. I think with Root talent as well is, I mean, yeah, I can totally get the strategy of borrowing at the stru- uh, stumps and you know, cutting off the, the the options. But with Root, he still has options because he'll just dab it down on, on the leg side. He'll dab it into the offside. He'll run down the other end. He'll keep the scoreboard ticking. And before you know it, he's on 20, 30, 40. And he's away, isn't he? And that it's very hard to bowl at him when he's batting like he is at the moment. Absolutely. And that's where the talk of intent comes in. Root in this in this series has been, I and I got to look at the figures, but he must be averaging in the 60 or 70 from a strike rate perspective because he is nudging, nerdling the ball around and then a couple of drives here and there and you know the route's off and going especially that outside the off stump area he keeps just you know nudging the ball around and gets runs he's he's done magnificently so 62.04 Alan is his strike rate in this series there you go on I don't think these are flat pitches. Certainly, this one might be the flattest so far. But Root has done magnificently well. And certainly, you know, kudos to him because I think, you know, there was, there was a time a couple of years ago when Root had kind of dropped away from the Steve Smith, the Coley's, the Williamson's. I think right now he might be at the very top of that list. Yeah, when he was interviewed, even 18 months, two years ago, I can remember him saying, I, I don't, I shouldn't be, you shouldn't be talking about me in that same sort of bracket. Um, those guys are ahead of me. But he's obviously done a lot of work and he's, I think he's watched a lot of them. Um, I think he used a lot of lockdown in terms of getting videos or, or CDs or MP4s or whatever you get these days to uh, look at their, you know, particularly Kane Williamson. And he's obviously worked very hard at his game in the process. If it was to rain now and there was no more play in this match, who would be man of the match, Mark? Ooh, who would be man of the match? Um, it's a difficult question because um, obviously the Indian all-rounder coming in eight, um, two good fifties. I think Rohit Sharma... This is, Mark, this is Mark's face when he's thinking. I've never seen this before. Yeah, I think Rohit Sharma, I mean, that was a fantastic innings, I thought, because he set the game up for India in many respects. I think um, he set, set the game up in terms of where India are at the moment. I think Rohit's innings would probably, at the moment, give him the, give him the man of the match balloon or ball or whatever they get these days because it was his first entry in England. They played beautifully. 
And, you know, it was cloudy on that um, on Friday, uh, Friday and the Saturday. And the conditions were tough. And that was a fantastic innings, uh, which has been threatening all summer. So at the moment, he would get my man of the match. But obviously going into tomorrow, if today to take seven wickets, then obviously he'll win it. But um, that was a fantastic innings from Rory. They really, right. really or, or Rory Burns goes 180. Gee, just not Rory just, Burns, not just was, there's two teams in this one. I will streak on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, I can tell you what you won't. I'll turn no, your camera off. No, um, no, Knuckle, no. <laughs> Knuckle, who's the man of the match before he gets even <laughs> even dirtier? <laughs> yeah, I, if the game stops now, it's it's Rohit Sharma. Uh, I think that the that you give it to you know the only hundred in the in the match so far, despite you know it has flattened out, but even so, um, by a mile, the highest scorer in the individual scorer in the in the match. And he, I know he was dropped a couple of times by by Burns at uh, at slip, but he did that so beautifully, and he the way he accelerated through that innings it was 60 balls from 50 to 100 uh, and uh, he he looked completely in control until he till from about 40 until he got out uh, so it would be it would be Rohit Sharma uh, if you if you stop the game now of course you know if Shardul Thakur takes three wickets tomorrow it's probably him yeah and Shardul's kind of I reckon he's probably in the silver medal position at the minute Alan would you agree with the rest of the guys I, I am absolutely at odds with both of these guys there's only one person it's Lord Shardul he's going to get knighted by the queen at the end of this come on he's got 250s a guy averages 16 in first class cricket the guy just you know he's he's a, the guy who plays in the backyard and looks like Lara but once you get out you know in test cricket you can't hack it well he has done the opposite of that he's doing great I, I got Shardul all day uh, 127 for 7 I think we were uh, 50 seven odd runs and 36 balls again today again bailed India out I think Shardul gets it as a batsman which is the shocking declaration I don't think Shardul's family would have thought this that he would be even bad this well so I'd love to see the Queen just arrive at the Oval as Shardul takes the final <laughs> wicket and walk out there with a sword and I uh, arise sir uh, Maybe Ravindra Jadeja can knight him. I, England's player, England's player of the match, by the way, has been Chris Wokes, head mm. and shoulders. Oh, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Considering it, the considering what he's been through over the last year, and he's hardly played any any cricket to bowl like he has. I thought, I thought he was head and shoulders above the other bowlers in this in both innings of the, this this match. Knuckle. Yeah, Robinson bowled pretty well in the in the first innings, and actually, he and Wokes ball seemed to bowl very well in tandem. The, the sort of Wokes from the Wokes from one end swinging the ball, and, and Robinson hitting the pitch hard and getting just a little bit of movement, a little bit of wobble from the other end. Twice now he's uh, they've combined in in very in very quick um, very sort of long spells of, of keeping India keeping India down. But uh, Wokes was excellent in the second innings, as even as things were threatening perhaps to, to fall apart around him, and he batted superbly. Well, maybe he can make his move tomorrow with a, a scintillating century to take England home because England two hundred ninety one runs away from winning the fourth Test match. India still ten wickets away from winning it, and the draw still very much part of the Badger Viz prediction as well. As we go into what a day five of what has been an absolutely terrific test match this series has been absolutely brilliant as well and uh, thank you to Anand to Mark and to Knuckle for joining me on today's podcast I've been James the Cricket Badger I'm sure he will join us tomorrow because it's going to be a fantastic day five whatever and we'll be back tomorrow to discuss it and we will see you then Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.